Welcome to Co-Creation Station with Colin and Stephanie, a podcast about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, and how to enjoy this strange and miraculous journey we call life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now here are your hosts, Colin and Stephanie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about the law of attraction, uh, spiritual magic, and how to best enjoy this magical, mystical, mysterious, sometimes confounding journey we call life. My name is Colin. (laughs) I'm a life coach, tarot, oracle card reader, and medium. My name is Stephanie, and I help people shift away from negative thinking and their lives transform. And we want to thank everybody who is tuning into the audio version. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and thank you so much if instead you are watching us on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Um, If you are called to like or subscribe to us, we would greatly appreciate it. It helps us out a lot, and we are immensely grateful to you. Each week here on Co-Creation Station, we talk about a different topic. And this week, we're going to talk about happiness. The topic Getting what we want unexpectedly. How the two work hand in hand. Sorry, um, I think I talked over you. So the topic is happiness and getting what we want and how those two things work together. (laughs) (laughs) i think i talked over you (laughs) so you started talking about before we hit the record button stephanie about um your hair (laughs) we're gonna right on (laughs) roll with it um tell us how your hair you had said (laughs) you had said i go yeah let's talk about happiness and i love your hair looking at your hair makes me feel very happy oh thank you me too. <laughs> um, and I was saying, yeah, and how, you know, how we end up getting what we want unexpectedly. And I said, I realized this week that um, I got what I wanted for years. You know, I have, I have thick hair. I have, it's not as curly as it used to be. I have a lot of body to my hair. And, and those of us women and men who have, you know, thicker hair, you know, not straight um to do something with it every morning can take a long time and i'm not that girl like you see i don't wear a lot of makeup i just wear it i take so much time on my hair every morning i can tell ridiculous (laughs) ridiculous. and so i would just clip it like i would just pull it up and be like i'm not messing with it da 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 and then i i got it blown out a a couple times in the past couple years and loved it and then i I just started having it done and regularly. And then I realized this past week, I was like, oh my God, Steph, you've always wanted to have a hairstyle where you just get up, hardly do anything to it, and it looks great. And I'm like, that's what I have with this blowout. I like finger it a little bit in the morning and then I'm like good to go. And I'm like, oh my God, it's fantabulous. So thank you, um, Sarah, for blowing out my hair every week. And, and that just came about unexpectedly and I didn't even realize I've been doing it for a couple months now and it didn't even dawn on me until this past week I was like oh my god like I just do hardly anything to my hair and it looks I love it it looks great that's really cool I think um you know sometimes when people myself included think about the law of attraction and using the art of allowing to help the law of attraction work in your favor in terms of bringing more of what you want into your life or bringing more of what I want into my life. Like I tend to, and I think a lot of people tend to focus on like big things like a new car, a new apartment or a new house, house or lover, job. Yeah. A new money. job, um, a new partner, romantic partner, something like that. Um, and I think one of the things I learned from abraham i think the secret mainly deals with those sorts of big things because the secret is like that film is like an introduction and i think that's it's good that they stuck to those big ticket items in a way because it's like Mm -hmm. it kind of brings it home if you're just getting introduced to it but one thing i really learned about from abraham hicks and i still forget it a lot i'm trying uh recently i'm trying to remember it more often is the concept of segment intention which is yes 
understanding that your entire day, each day is made up of segments of you doing things. And typically most of us will just go on autopilot and we just go through these segments of our day, like getting ready for work and then getting in the, well, pre-COVID, getting in the car and driving to work. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, your morning at your job and then lunchtime with a coworker. And, and then... responding to other people, reacting instead right. of being um, proactive. Yes. By doing the segment intending, um, by paying attention to how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking and what I'm doing versus just responding. Right. And so the concept of segment intention, which I had never heard before Abraham, is that right before you start a segment of your day, like a part of your day we're going to be doing something, um, you set an intention, which is that this drive to work is going to be beautiful. I'm going to have the least amount of traffic possible. All the other drivers are going to be nice and courteous. Um, I'm going to see some beautiful trees and I'm going to arrive at work uh, refreshed and energized and ready for my day. And just that little, I don't know how long that took me, but it's like seven seconds, you know, or something like yeah. that. And that little, um, you know, pre-paving of the, you know, the road um, can really help those things happen. And yet, if I just rush out of the house in the morning and I jump in my car and I drive to work, I can carry the stress of yesterday or, you know, things I'm worried about, you know, into that. And then I can have a stressful drive to work, not knowing that I could have used seg segment intention and I could have flipped that. So I think that's why I was, when I heard about it, from Abraham, I was kind of like, oh, I, I I really did think for a while, like, oh, I thought law of attraction was for big stuff. I didn't think it would be for like a nice drive to work or like the haircut I've ever, I've always wanted or. And isn't it those little things that really, it's all those little moments that make up a, a nice life, that make up a nice experience, that make a nice afternoon, which builds into a nice evening, which day after day, week after week, month after month create a really good life and a happier yeah. healthier us yeah it's just those because like like as you say the big cash and prizes those are really nice yeah and they last for a moment but it's that day in day out moment by moment that really you know all together make a happy healthier us well and the other thing i don't know if we've talked about this before but the other thing from abraham about happiness to me is and this is like, I still struggle with this sometimes. <laughs> like I get it, I understand it and I believe it, but it's like sometimes I still struggle to like put it into action, I guess, which is that, you know, Abraham has said many times in her workshops that you only want something as a human when you have a desire, like you wanna go on a trip somewhere or you want to have a great date with somebody new or whatever. like you only really want those things for the result, which is you think it will make you feel happy. You think good, feel you good, feel good, right? Yeah. Feel good, yeah. yeah. And the tr it's sort of like this, I feel like in a weird way, it's, it's, it's like reverse psychology or something where, but we can choose to be happy at any time. Yeah. Like we really can kind of change our thoughts, change our beliefs and get into a place. And this is something I think the secret actually does really well, but I, I don't hear people talk about it, reference it very often, which is, I mean, Bob Proctor has a whole section in there about like, you know, put on a great piece of music, you know, like go visit your friend who has a, you know, a, a newborn baby, you know, and like, or, or somebody who has a puppy or a kitten, like that, those sorts of things will just usually will put you in a really good place and um, dance party i was you know like i love yeah. to listen to music while i'm making mm. breakfast and yeah. some i have a dance music playlist mm -hmm. and every time i play that list i end up moving my body and yeah. you know um and i remember that time i don't remember where i got it from but i'm like okay i'm going to laugh 
um, a minute oh, yeah. for a minute on Tuesdays. And at first it was Tuesday, every week on Tuesday, I'm going to laugh for a minute. And so I would laugh. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to do it on Tuesday and Thursday. So I'd laugh a minute on Tuesday and Thursday. And then I would did like two minutes. And then after three minutes, and then <laughs> I remember one time I was literally in my kitchen. This had been, I've been doing it for months for like 40 minutes it was crazy mm. and I would literally like belly bend over like laughing at myself for laughing mm -hmm. and then I got to the point where I would be like if someone saw me now they would think I was freaking crazy and then that would make me laugh so now I've, I've built up my muscle on laughing that I can get the giggles like well as you've seen if you watch and listen to this show pretty much the first five seconds of camera um <laughs> and it's it's just like sometimes I have to be careful because it's inappropriate. I'll be in a situation. I'm like, I, I remember being in a meeting and I like freak, I got the case of the giggles and it was it wasn't a time where I should be laughing. Yeah. Um, but it is a muscle, like with most things, mm -hmm. even feeling good is like I feel like it's like a muscle now. Like, you know, yeah. when we practice this stuff, it's pretty easy to get into that state. Um yeah, and who doesn't like laughing? I don't know anybody. Well, I think everybody likes it. I, I don't think the issue is like, I think everybody knows, or most people know, like if you're a human, you know you like to laugh. You know you like to be happy. But I think that there's a lot, like I've worked in the corporate world for a long time, and, you know, there's an expectation, and this isn't right or wrong, I'm not judging, but there's an expectation a lot of times that you will be, like if you're gonna be in a meeting, um, you know, in a corporate job, that you're gonna be serious because it's, it sort of looks like if you're laughing too much, the idea is that like you're not being professional enough, you're not paying yeah. attention enough to your yeah. duties. Yeah. And I think that's something that we've kind of lost our way on because yeah, you know, is it possible for you to be goofing around so much that you don't, you don't do something that you really need to do, you know, like, and the answer is yes, I guess. But I think a, a lot of times in life, we've gone way too far to that side of, um, you know, not being able to laugh at ourselves, and the absurdity sometimes of human existence, you know, just all the crazy weird things that end up happening. Um, I'm always amazed it's like pretty much anybody if I haven't seen them in 24 to 48 hours if I ask them tell me a crazy story of something that happened to you in the last 24 or 48 hours almost everybody has a story <laughs> it's it could be they were walking down the street and some weird you know some somebody was saying something very bizarre to their dog or something you know like so I think that there's this misconception that like you have to approach so much of life seriously. And it doesn't mean that you have to be like laughing hysterically through every moment of your life. But I think that there's the ability to, we have the ability to bring humor and bring a sense of fun into any activity. So let me ask you, what makes you happy? It's a good question. Because lately I've been observing myself and because I think for me, there's two channels of happiness or modes. One of them is like something I would say just, I feel like contentment where I don't feel like on fire all over my body, like, yay, yeah. but I feel like all is well, Yeah. you know, like I feel yeah. like my life is great. I'm really grateful. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm doing whatever I'm doing throughout my day. And I'm not like in some sort of ecstatic, like, woo, state. Yeah. But I feel good about how things are going. Yeah, and that makes and, you happy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then there's other times where I really feel the emotion physically of happiness and joy in my body. And, you know, the funny part of that is... What causes I'm, that? What's that? Like when you're feeling that, what what causes you to feel that way? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is like... I would say it probably statistically it happens when I'm doing things I really love, like this podcast or playing music, which is one of my passions or. Yeah. Oftentimes when we're done with the podcast, I yeah. feel like on fire. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel super. Yeah. I feel super happy when we're doing it. Usually like when we do our little laughing thing or, <laughs> uh, or finishing the friend time and something yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 
that just made me think sometime like maybe we could have a contest where we like the prize is you get to be in friend time before we start recording someday like you you like one of our listeners or viewers like they get to join they'll they'll get to come on this and we do friend time that we don't record i love that idea that's a great idea yeah (laughs) (laughs) we'll work on that yeah but um yeah i totally lost my train of thought i was I just totally came up with that contest idea. <laughs> write what it was down. I talking write about? it down. Write, let's, let's write it down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I've totally forgotten what I was going to say. How, <laughs> I have no idea what I was talking about. Okay, so we would have a contest. What would the contest be? Oh, what yeah. Like, it? what would you have to do to win? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because on social media, you know, YouTube and such, like I see people have contests all the time and they're like super boring in the sense that <laughs> you just have to like, you know, it'll be like the 10th comment or, you know, if you want to enter the contest, like just send us a direct message or something and then, we, then we'll choose somebody at random. Yeah. I always feel like I want people to not like, I don't want to give anybody like something hard, like homework, yeah. but like yeah. something, some hoop of, of a manageable yeah, yeah. Sort that they have to jump through in order to. Okay. Okay. I love it. Like, what's the best? Like, like something like who could come up with like the best fill in the blank? Like, listener or viewer could come up with the best fill in the blank. Oh. Like thing that they've thing that they've manifested maybe. Ooh. Oh. What if it light was bulb? Like, I see it. What if what if it was a story? Their, one of their experiences that they thought was funny and whoever yes. made us laugh the most. Oh, nice. Yeah. Since Funniest story. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, okay. All right. Funniest story. So I guess we're doing the contest now. I guess we like invented <laughs> it. We've invented it, started it. Luckily, I'm a lawyer, so I can write all the language <laughs> while you talk for the rest of the episode. <laughs> all right. So, all you have to do, if you're listening to the podcast, you can email us at uh, what is it? Co-creation station. That's all together with no punctuation or spaces, and then one 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 afterward at gmail.com. So, co-creation station one 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 one. So the digits one 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 at gmail.com. Email us your funny story, and we will. Let's say we'll we'll pick the three funniest to read to read on the show, and then the one that makes us laugh the most on the show, you will get a prize of getting to join Stephanie and I in our friend time before we start recording. Yeah, which is usually on Sundays at ten fifteen a.m. Pacific time. U.S. Pacific from, time. Yeah. Yes. 10, and we should probably 25. let them we should probably let them come on for like the first few minutes of the actual show as well yeah oh yeah definitely yeah. okay yeah, so yeah, you'll be on the show also yeah 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 um that that contest made me happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we laughed so yeah. yeah you know i was thinking too because earlier this week just a few days ago i was i was driving and i was listening to music and i was like oh, i'm so happy and um and I was just, I was like, yeah, I'm feeling really good. And sometimes I have to check in because I don't know about you, but if I consume some caffeine, whether it be through kombucha or, <laughs> you know, jasmine tea or something, I'm like, okay, is it that first little high from caffeine? Mm. And so many times in the past week, in the earlier morning, part of my morning, I'll be like, so happy. And that's what you know, doing my morning routine and getting into the vortex, I just am like freaking flying high. And I'll be like, did I have caffeine? Like, is that why I'm so happy? And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't have any caffeine. Like what? And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, holy crap. This is, this is from being inside the vortex. Like what? Like energetically, I'm just like, oh, and, um, and I, and again, I had that moment. I'm like, dad, I'm like, no, this is like pure like just feeling good, just because. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and I'm like, yeah, just feeling good makes me happy, and just overall about my life, you know. Yeah. 
I, I remember what I was talking about because I was kind of answering your question about like what makes me happy. And I talked about the two different channels. Like there's kind of just like contentment, which I have like often just randomly. Um, but the tingly feeling, like I literally have like a tingly feeling that can Ooh, come yeah, over my head and head, like, yeah. but just it's like a warm, fuzzy feeling in my body where Ooh. I really feel like, oh, I feel happy. Like I really am physically feeling the emotion of happiness. Yeah. Sometimes it happens when I'm doing one something that makes me really happy but sometimes it hits me randomly like as well like sometimes i'll just be like laying down for a nap and then i just i don't know i'm you just get like that wow. physical sensation on your head yeah. and yeah. you're warm yeah. wow yeah that's amazing because i've I, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. i've had that tingly feeling on my head usually it's like when someone's sharing like some truth to me mm -hmm. like i'll physically yeah. like have a response to it uh -huh. um but I've never had that just from like getting up from a nap or taking a nap or that's interesting. I mean, I, I don't like, it feels like it comes out of the blue. I don't think it actually comes out of the blue in the sense that it's, I think it's the result of a lot of the work that I've done over the years of, of, um, changing my thought, changing my beliefs, mm -hmm. um, you know, attracting more of what I want into my life so that it yeah. is kind of this like, Ooh, like, life is good kind of thing oh, um, but it does happen like it happens when i'm listening to music and dancing that's what i was going to ask and, you like uh, when are there when when yeah. have you had that same experience but it's been because of something you've been doing yeah so dancing music yeah like when i'm when i'm in rehearsal with my band um or just playing at home by myself i usually mm. feel it it's interesting because when i perform um i've had this thing for a while that i've been aware of that with my old band in New York, when we used to go on tour, um, the first few shows, I would really be nervous. Yeah. And that would kind of block me, like really being present and really being happy. Yeah. But I, what I loved about being on tour, I mean, among the fact that it's just fun to travel around and like meet yeah. different people and yeah. stuff, is that after like three, I would say after three shows, because you're playing the same set of songs every every show. And so, and you're playing almost every night. And so by the fourth night, the fourth show, I pretty much have all the nervousness out of the way. Yeah. Like I've sung all the songs, all the words are, I don't even have to think about the lyrics. Yeah. My fingers go where they need to go. Mm -hmm. And that's when I feel like I can really have fun and perform, but also yeah. feel happy in the present moment while Being I'm Being present. That's what I was thinking. Then you're present, huh? You yeah. know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I feel like we go all over the place in our, I don't even know. We do. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> about practice, about practice. You know, like sometimes we don't like for, okay, I'll speak. We're for talking myself. about practice. Sometimes um in the past and even presently i won't do something because <laughs> because i'm not good at it i can't be perfect and you know yes. do it correctly so therefore yes. i'm not going to do it at all and then i'm like but how are you going to get better if you don't do it so like you need you know have practice and so so like what you were saying is like at first you weren't able to be present and um <laughs> And then, but then the more you did it, you got more comfortable with it and you were just like, okay. And then you were able to set all of that aside because you were comfortable with it and you I got this down and then you were able to be present and you were, you were better at it. Yeah. And, um, cause I'll, oh, I shouldn't say this. Okay. Um, <laughs> it just involved with someone else and I didn't, I don't want to call someone out without their permission, but how could I use you can it just give it... him a fake name like herb so Jerry um, so Jerry <laughs> when I first started using Jerry's services I noticed that he I was going to use his service and I noticed that when he started talking to me about the financial part of it like what he charged mm -hmm. his neck got red I just physically noticed that like he's and I and I whoa yeah. And I was like, I just noticed it. I was like, oh, look at that. And later, like years later, when I started, um, you know, offering my services and 
like getting to the point where I would say the number, like what I charge, I would get all like, my voice would change. And I got, ner- cause I got mm-hmm. nervous. nervous. And, and then I went, Oh, that's what was happening to Jerry. Cause he was fine. And then when he started talking, what he charged, his mm-hmm. neck got red. Like, and I was like, he was having a physical response of nervousness and fear, whatever his beliefs were around that. Mm-hmm. However, I know now Jerry years later, like when he talks about his fees and t- like, he probably doesn't get read anymore because he's so comfortable because mm-hmm. he's said it so many times that he's yes. just, it's not, it's a non-issue. Yeah. And so just like for you, what you were talking about in your band at first, you weren't able to be present. You weren't, you know, didn't really get to enjoy it as much because you're, but once you practice it, then you got to a point very quickly. And so it's that whole thing of like, oh, we, it's okay to like make a mistake. It's okay to mm-hmm. be nervous. It's like, that's all part of it. And we've all been there. I don't, anybody who's famous and successful went through those stages whether we realize it or not and for me i think it was a gift that i noticed that jerry's neck turned red i didn't know why at the time i wasn't relating the two but then years later i was like oh and i admire jerry jerry's professional he's really good at what he does he's super successful and yet he had a moment in time Mm. where that wasn't the case and Mm. so it's like giving all of ourselves a break and allowing our, allowing myself, giving myself a break, allowing myself to not do it well, to be nervous, to be scared, to turn, let's say my neck red or my face red or have a hot flash, whatever it may be. But that's the way I get to be successful eventually mm-hmm. or get to be really good at something eventually or just to even do it and then continue to do it um, instead of saying like, oh no, I might make a mistake or I might look stupid or what have you. I'm going to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. So that was all really good stuff. I, I just, <laughs> the problem is when you said the word practice, the way you said it made me think of something that normally I would just burst out laughing but you you didn't you know kind of did I, no, I did i reined it in because if anybody and i i, I don't know if i told I, I think i did text you this like so far our audience according to the um the anchor app that we use to create the the pod the audio version of the podcast they i looked at our demographics so far and um apparently all of our audience and the audio version is women we haven't had a single male person listen to the podcast yet oh my goodness (laughs) i don't know why but um uh, so i don't know if there's a lot of people who will get this reference but it it actually goes to the thing i was laughing about actually directly relates to what you're talking about but it's also hilarious so and to uh for people who want to check out what i'm about to talk about all you need to do is search youtube for uh espn practice speech will probably get you there and then that's the original and then what you want to watch you also want to google frank caliendo the comedian morgan freeman practice speech so you want to look at those two videos so what that is is um i forget what year it was but there was an nba player alan iverson who was uh the best one of the best players in the league for a long time played for the philadelphia 76ers and uh one time, the the media, I don't know if it was preseason or whatever, but the media was invited to a practice. And then the then he was had to answer questions from reporters afterwards. And somebody asked him, I guess he had, I, I forget exactly what it was, but it was something like he had dropped the ball a few times in practice or whatever. And somebody said, do you feel like, or it might have been one of his teammates or something, um, but anyway, one of the reporters says, well, do you think that, you know, the fact that you dropped the ball or somebody else dropped the ball in practice, um, are you concerned about what that means for the, the rest of the season? <laughs> <laughs> and he was known, Allen Iverson was, you know, had an ego, you know, wasn't the wasn't the most fond of reporters, um, you know, had a bit of a reputation for giving reporters a hard time. But he just, you can see it as you watch the interview, um, he makes the mental decision that he's just going to repeat 
the same phrase over and over again. But nobody knows that's coming except him. Yeah. And he does this almost brilliant actor thing where he says it differently every time, but he actually just is going to repeat the same phrase. And he says, you talking about practice? You're talking about practice. <laughs> and we have a bunch of games that will actually determine who the NBA champion will be. And you're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. <laughs> And he goes on for like eight minutes and he just oh, repeats it over. Oh, really? Over. Oh my God. Oh, That's ridiculous. a long time. It what gets, is that? I don't know. I don't remember exactly how long it is, but it gets ridiculously long. Yeah. And I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah. And, but then later, late years later, do you know who Frank Caliendo is? The stand up comedian? He's like famous for impressions. His, I've probably seen him, but yeah. I can't. His yeah. most famous one is uh, George Bush Jr., President okay. George Bush. Okay. But anyway, he does he does like a bajillion impressions and he's brilliant at it. And so, and one of people's favorites is he does a spot on impression of Morgan Freeman, the actor. Oh, and man. so, uh, Mike and Mike from ESPN, these two guys who have a show or had a show for a while. Yeah. They used to have Frank Caliendo on all the time, and they actually asked if Frank Caliendo could deliver Allen Iverson's practice speech verbatim, but as if Morgan Freeman oh, freak. had said it. Uh. So he's doing this Morgan Freeman thing, which I can't do justice to, but he's like, practice. We're talking about practice. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> search it, watch it. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's hilarious. But anyway, but his point, I think Allen Iverson's point in that speech is that even NBA players need practice to be imperfect. They need practice to be an environment in which you can be human and make mistakes and get better. And then the game is where you want to, you know, really excel and do your best as often as possible. But practice yeah. is by design a place where you should be able to mess up. You should be able to make mistakes. You should be able to experiment. Try out new mm -hmm. things. Try a shot from a point on the floor yeah, where you have never yeah, tried it before. Yeah. And I think that reporter's question, although understandable, I mean, if that reporter was stuck covering practice, like what else is he going to talk about? But the fact that he he drew this line between somebody made a mistake in practice, and that might mean that the Philadelphia 76ers won't win the NBA championship. I, I feel like I agree with Allen Iverson on that. Like, it's the opposite. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the thing about happiness. And that's what kind of messed me up in a good way when Abraham, uh, when I learned that from her, it's like, oh, you're actually just, you just want to feel good. Mm -hmm. Like if people think like, oh, I wish I had a million dollars. What they're really doing is they're creating this fantasy where they have a million dollars, but they feel good because they have a million dollars. Like they live in a big house or they paid off all their credit card debt or whatever. Like, it's not the house. It's not the credit card debt getting paid off. It's how you will feel in the house or how you will feel once you are debt-free or whatever. And it's in that moment oh. that I'm feeling it. Yeah. 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 But it doesn't have to be, um, I think so many of us try to, like, go out and do things in order to force happiness to happen. Like, I need a big house to be happy, so I'm going to work mm -hmm. 60 hours a week at my job, and I'm going to, you know... I don't know, eat ramen noodles every night for dinner or whatever, and I'm going to buy this huge house, and then I'm going to be happy. And that's not going to make you happy, yeah, typically. No. Yeah, it doesn't. It um, really doesn't. The, the, the thing itself isn't going to make you happy. There's the, the world is filled with stories. I was just thinking about this this morning because I'm a musician, and I'm a, I'm a rock musician, and uh, my band Red Treasure, our, our music is considered like alternative or whatever. And I was thinking about recently in the last few years, you've had Chad Bennington from Lincoln Park. You've had Chris Cornell from um, Soundgarden. Um, years before, you had Scott Weiland from uh, Stone Temple Pilots. You've had Lane Staley from Alice in Chains. All these guys were, I love all those bands. I love all those guys' voices. And I don't mean to say anything about their personal journeys, you know, because who knows what they went through. But it's interesting that, like, I, I was washing some dishes this morning and feeling like <laughs> I got into this thinking of like, I really wish Red Treasure was more famous and like, you know, had more of a following or whatever. And I was thinking about that. I was like, you know, Lincoln Park was, went all the way to the top of the rock world. You know, Soundgarden went all the way to the top of the rock world. 
Alice in Chains, you know, uh, Stone Temple Pilots. They all went to the top. And the lead singer, the people who, of all four of those bands, who got the most, you know, external results, you know, people that love them, uh, you know, fan mail, you know, millions of dollars, houses, what you know, cars, whatever you want. Those guys all felt unhappy enough to mm. end their lives prematurely. Mm. And it just sort of brought me back to like, yeah, Colin, if you chase just getting famous or an external result, thinking that will make you happy, that yeah. will not work. It's been proven yeah. over and over again. Yeah. Happiness is a decision yeah. internally you make and you can literally be broke. And I know it's not easy, but you can literally be broke and have nothing and generate a feeling of happiness inside yourself. And if you do that, the irony is that that will attract more of what you want, more money, more success, whatever. But if you're chasing the external for its own end, that won't actually work. Well, and, and in the moment, that person's happy despite the external yeah. situation. And that's yeah. really what we're what we want right yeah. and i love the you know abraham's you can't have a happy ending to an unhappy journey like you just yeah. they just you know yeah. it's you can't arrive there and then you'll yeah, be, I'm gonna like be unhappy so... this whole time and then i'm gonna arrive and then i'll yeah. be happy it's it, that that's just not yeah i'm gonna suffer and suffer and suffer and then yeah. once the suffering is at a certain they're not point, a match not i will be match. happy and it's like if you practice the vibration of suffering for long enough, you won't remember how to practice the vibration of happiness. <laughs> yeah, they're you know? just not mutually inclusive. Yeah. So it really is this kind of balancing act. And I think we've talked about it before, but it is this balancing act of like, you know, because I, I think there are, there are also, there are self-help, you know, authors and speakers out there that sort of encourage you to like, like their view of gratitude is like, just be happy for what you have and and like desire is bad, you know, like wanting more is bad. And I think one of the things I love about Abraham is Abraham acknowledges that a truth that I think is, I believe firmly is true, which is that humans desire things by nature. And if we judge desire as like wrong or negative or whatever, that is just, a, it's just stupid. I'm sorry, I'm being blunt, but it's just like, it's like, labeling breathing as wrong or eating as wrong you know it's like desire is part of who we are yeah, it's gonna true. happen as you walk through your life you're gonna see things if you drive on the highway you might love your car you're gonna see other cars you also love yeah. you might love your house but if you yeah. drive around enough you're gonna see another house that you like too well so it's the point isn't it's expansion what's that expansion we are meant to expand. We're meant we're, to expand and grow. We're and meant to experience more. That's, yeah, we're eternal beings. So I want to find, like, what else makes you feel good and, and happy? Like, what are, what are, tell me something the, and why. The number one thing for me, I'm really clear on this, it's being around the people that I love. Like the people why? that I I don't know if I can describe it. It's just when I'm with them, I feel happy. Like, um, I mean, you're an example of this. My sister is an example of this. Um, so you know. when you're with Kelly, like, mm -hmm. why why do you feel good when you're with her? You know, what's interesting is I think, <laughs> I mean, I'll give you what I think the answer is, but then I'll try to explain how I got there. I think the answer is, Kelly and I are on this earth and one of our purposes is spiritually we make each other happy. And that sounds like a non-answer, but um, in studying the work of uh, Simon Sinek on finding your life purpose, one of the things he talks about is the fact that the part of the brain um, that deals with emotions and that makes decisions also, it's the same part of the brain, um, actually doesn't have any neural connection to the part of our brain that does logical intellectual thinking and language. So whenever you try to say why, like, why do you love your husband or why do you love your wife or why do, why do you feel good when you're with your best friend? What you're going to talk about probably is you're going to list qualities of a good husband or a good friend, you know? So, I mean, I could list qualities about Kelly that are like, she's, 
funny. She's uh, she makes me laugh. She's very smart. Um, she's insightful. Um, we have a lot of we love the same movies. We love the same music. We we quote movies to each other all the time. We, <laughs> but honestly, like what I'm doing there is those things are all true. But they also are just I'm listing qualities of a good sister that we all kind of understand. I mean, I think the spiritual reality is, and I feel like this with you too, is like part of my purpose is to make you happy. And part of your purpose was to make me happy among many other purposes. But I just feel like there's something spiritual about people who really get connected. Well, there's a connection. We try to explain That's it. why there's a connection there, right? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. why. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, like one of the things that makes me really happy right now is my granddaughter's dog nibbles. Mm. and I yeah, yeah I adore him and I and I love dogs mm -hmm. um I I personally haven't had a dog in you know 11 years um and I've enjoyed some other people's dogs but um he came to stay with us again this past summer but this time he stayed for a month and I remember thinking oh my god a month like that's way too long I can't do that <laughs> and literally by the second week I was like Oh no, he's gonna leave in two weeks. <laughs> and um, and the the he's so cool. He's like eight and a half. He's totally mm. laid back, but but yet he at times acts like a puppy. Like when we're gonna mm. go bye bye, he's like yeah. And like when he wants a snack, he'll like he'll have one paw on the ground and the other paw like half. Like <laughs> uh, when I come home, he's like like somebody jet fueled him, and he's like. <sighs> running around he's like oh my god you came back and i'm always like i told you i would come back <laughs> and he'll just like chill and he smiles when he's happy i can tell he's smiling i love when dogs smile so all of that is like oh my god like makes me happy as and um it feels good feels good homeboy makes me feel good well one of the things that that brings up for me is i sometimes think that feeling good is actually our natural state. All right. It is. Abraham I speak from, says a, so. from a spiritual standpoint. I think Absolutely. It's, we are pure I think, love. I think the challenge that I've talked about a bunch of times on this is on this uh, show is that the way that the human mind evolved, it is designed to help us survive. And in that right. sense, the biggest skill it has is looking for potential threats. And in the modern world, we, we've sort of translated that to problems, like problems at work or problems with a relationship or something like that. I'm not saying there aren't problems. I, I just mean, um, I think that, but I think that it's, it's really possible that our natural state is feeling good because when you talk about like nibbles, you know, you know, sees you after a long time and, you know, uh, sorry, is it a he or she? He. Nibbles. He, yeah, he. and he's naturally happy. I, I feel like that's what I love about your tool of the tell me something good. Because typically when two people get together <laughs> and, and, and well, I guess I shouldn't speak for everybody, but I mean, a lot of times I'll talk about me and my friends. A lot of times, again, if we're just in default mode, when a friend of mine and I get together and say, Hey, how's it going? Usually somebody says, Oh, it's going good. How, how are you? And I'll be like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. And then when we start talking about what's actually going on in our lives, we start talking about the problems. I know. We're talking I about know. negative. And the thing I love about tell me something good is because on the surface of it, if you if, if we type that out as a script, it's like, well, we started out positive. I said, how are you? And, you, and the other person said, my friend said, good. So like, why didn't we go good? Because that wasn't we weren't really connected to something specifically good. <laughs> but when you say to me at the start of friend time or anytime we hang out, tell me something good, it puts the pressure on me a little bit to come up with something specific. It's a focus. Something, yeah, focus on something good. Yeah. And I feel like the, one of the reasons that pets are so awesome, especially like puppies oh and God, kittens, is like right? yeah. they're already, they're like constantly focused on the positive. They're constantly focused on like what exploring and like, you know, yeah. playing and, and doing all sorts of crazy stuff with string and, you know, yeah. plastic, you know, toys. And, things like that. <laughs> yeah. and I feel like that tell me something good, that tool of yours 
it's almost like it turns me into a dog in the sense that like <laughs> it focuses me on my i think what is it my essential nature of like yeah let's talk about because this is the thing i've had i want to do this so much more but it's so challenging to remember is that i have but i have had this thing where i'll talk to a friend when we first meet up we'll do the oh how are you oh i'm good how are you i'm good and then most we'll, and then the other person will start talking about their problems and i will say after that after they've talked about two or three problems i'll say yeah, I'm sorry to hear about all that. I hope I hope those situations go better for you. Um, what's going well in your life? Tell me something good. That's usually how I sneak it in. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing to me how it really does just flip the script. And all of a sudden, it's the same person. Yeah. And it's the same conversation. Yeah. But all of a it's sudden... It's not the same conversation. Their whole face lights yeah. up instead of before yeah. it was down like this yeah. and their body language is like up and active it's whereas amazing. before they were like oh work yeah. so hard i got yeah. this project and you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it's interesting i mean i think i think that's one thing that pets really do well for me too i love dogs i love cats mm -hmm. um i especially love puppies and kittens i think the internet and youtube are just <laughs> yeah like i can just yeah. watch kitten videos all day long but it's partly because that's connecting me to my inner joy that I think is always there. It's just that when I happen to watch the kitten videos, it's it's a gateway for me to access yeah, that. But I think yeah. I'm always, I think I'm capable of feeling good all the time. It's just. At least most of the time, not yeah. all the time, but most of the time, more yeah. often. Yeah. Um, one of the things that is almost a surefire when I think to do it to get me mm -hmm. to feeling better is comedy. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Like last night I went surfing for something and, um, yeah. And, <laughs> and as you know, um, mm -hmm. and there might be a couple of people listening that know me, um, I love the hump day Geico commercial with the camel and, um, Mike, Mike, Mike. yep. And then you turned me on to VJ Mike, <laughs> I think it is VJ. And he has a montage um, a rap one and oh my god it's a minute and a half long and I listen to that and I just like start laughing I can't you know sometimes I laugh harder than others but and then speaking of sports and sportscasters there's I love and I didn't think I because I shared it with family and I was like I don't know if people, other people are going to find this as funny as I do but then you and I during friend time I played it I, I had you bring it up on YouTube and we watched the chili pepper one the chili oh god yeah, and so there's this. Um, I'm not gonna remember his name, but he um, <laughs> and so I this is real quick for the audience if they ha if they don't know about it. Oh, it's just man. there's a company that invented the spiciest nacho chip ever, and it, Pacquiao. It, it's Pacquiao huge. chip. Yeah, it's huge, yeah. and it comes in like a cardboard box for one chip. Yeah, and there's all kinds of warnings about it, and then there's mm. all these videos on youtube now like newscasters at various news yeah, stations did it yeah. it kind of went around the internet yeah. and it, they just <laughs> taped people eating this chip and oh. it surprises everybody like yeah. pretty much nobody escapes the surprise of how brutal it is oh, and they cannot uh stop so watching people in pain from eating this and their physical responses and their emotional yeah. responses just makes me laugh but the one i was speaking of specifically that you and i first started watching that makes me laugh every time he's a espn newscaster and he's in new mexico and he's it's the chili pepper fest or whatever and mm -hmm. he's at the university and he's you know the guy's saying yeah and this is the hottest chili pepper in the world a million scoville units la la and the newscaster i think it's rob stone he picks it up and I could tell just as he's putting it in the mouth, the gentleman's like goes to like stop him, but does it. And he bites into it and he goes, yeah. And he's talking and then he goes, oh, uh, uh. and then he puts it down. He drinks something and then he picks it up and puts it in his mouth again and bites it. And it's like, no, what are you thinking? And he's obviously not, you know. But then if you watch the video towards the end, he's like walking away and he's like, oh, oh, he's like, <laughs> and I can just hear, it's almost like his inner child, his little boy is like, fuck. 
Doesn't he say something? Is he, he like, he's I like, feel like at the end of that, yeah. I might be confusing him with somebody else, but there's one more guy like, he like walks off the set at the end and he's like, he says something like, that's the real deal or that's no joke. Oh, that was a newscaster. So yeah, this yeah. whole, I think it's 15 minutes long and they have all these different ones where some of them are doing chili peppers, some are doing the chip, the Pacquiao mm. chip. And there, but that's a new cast, and he's like, he's walking away, and his eyes are watering, and he's like, yeah. that's the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but watch, I haven't done that in a while, but watching those, like, and it's funny because sometimes I'll make my lunch or whatever and want to watch it. And I'm like, Steph, what are you doing? You don't want to be chewing your food and laughing at the same time. That's dangerous. Um, but it's the time that I make time for it. But that, those videos, every single time like i yeah. lose my stuff all over it so just yeah. like those are my go-tos <laughs> all right we've been yapping for a while so i think we got to wrap it up but um this is a really good discussion again um i i feel like i i learned something from our discussion every week so it's really cool well, um so good. thank you um for watching us if you watch us on youtube or and thank you for listening if you listen to us on uh the podcast audio version um Stephanie, if people want to get in touch with you. Uh, www.powerenjoy.com. And uh, you can get in touch with me at my website, colinwooster.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. If you'd like to like or subscribe, we'd really appreciate it. We'd be super grateful to you. And um, are we? do we have a guest next week? We do. Sam? That's right. Samantha Conboy, homeopathy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. About all about homeopathy. That sounds exciting to me. All right. So tune in for that, and uh, we'll see you next week on Co-Creation Station. Thanks Bye. so much, everybody.